0: Taking a critical look at the gaming news of the week,
1: this is Augmented Reality. You are watching my favorite channel, I've not heard of them, the Triple S League. Enjoy, guys. Hello and welcome to the Augmented Reality Podcast for March 23rd, twenty twenty two. This is Ash, with the Triple S League, here with Subsidian and Moontag, as always, here to talk about the uh, gaming news of the week. News leaks and analysis of uh, what's going on in the gaming industry. We've got some interesting stories for you today, and uh, yes, we are coming at you pre-recorded on YouTube and almost anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, you can find this the audio version of this po- podcast as well, uh, so you have a lot of choices in uh, how you listen in. But yes, we do the re- uh, we do the recording for the podcast the night before it goes live on YouTube and other channels. Uh, We do the recording semi-live in our Discord server, so definitely uh, join up and uh, check out our Discord server, our great community that we have going on there. And for those who are uh, Patreon supporters of any level, channel members of any level, or uh, server boosters, can uh, sit in on the recording session and uh, be part of the live chat that we've got going on there. So it's a fun time we did, this is our second week doing this, and we have... uh, you know, we're doing it again this week and it should be a good time. All right. Moon and Cybsidian, how are you doing this week?
0: Good. Good, good. I am growing some lovely pet grass for Commander, and she's like, "I'm um, nom nom, I eat grass. Pet grass? She's, Wait, you're you so
1: funny. You're growing grass for your cat
0: to eat? Yes. They're well, like yeah, seeds. Cats cats need cats and dogs need to eat grass. Do you not Spider. know this? Well,
1: I've just never heard of someone you know, like like just growing grass for their petty. That's not supposed to be on the screen yet. I'm still getting used to this new system. Plus, also, mm-hmm. uh, I completely redid my office this week, and it it's much much better. It's much nicer. I've got carpet under my feet instead of just a cold cement floor. But my side monitor's on the other side now, and it's throwing me off like crazy. I'm like this this my whole world is upside down. So anyway, good job. Yeah, well, it's that's definitely it's something I've been wanting to do, uh, because uh, yeah, I, it faces the window now, which is just better for me during the day, you know, getting that sunlight into my eyeballs. So, yeah, it's all good. Anyway, as you've already seen, if you're watching the video version of this, we're going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy today, and we're going to be also talking about Starfield. We got some new information on that. We're going to be talking about. Um, we are going to be talking about, shoot, <laughs> The Witcher. That's the other thing. The new Witcher series is going to be uh, one of our topics today. Um, the Vampire series a little bit. So well, anyway, let's jump into this Hogwarts Legacy thing. So uh, we got a, uh, you know, we got a rather in-depth look at Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, now you guys, you and Max, you guys talked about it on Maximum News, which another another yep. show you can find on this channel. You talked about it last week on Maximum News. Um, because, you know, it had come out just before that, uh, that this, uh, exp- you know, this expensive, uh, gameplay demo that, that they showed. And, uh, since then it's, it's been getting, uh, it's been received very positively and it's not hard to see why if you, if you go through the video that they put out, the, um, going through just all of the features of the game with, you know, with gameplay footage, Which is, you know, I mean, by the way, uh, those of you running the Game Awards and any E3-like events, uh, you should watch something like that and take some notes. This is what gamers want to see. This is what we want to see about your game. We don't want your crappy minute-and-a-half CG trailers that show us nothing. Uh, We want to see what the game actually is. Anyway, looks pretty fantastic. Some stuff I noticed. I mean, so it's... uh, looks like it's going to have a pretty deep rpg system uh upgrades talents. skills it is
0: definitely telling it is definitely telling an in-depth personalized story Mm -hmm. that is that is good as far as we can see it's got a pretty good premise it's like um the one downside that some people might have is like what it doesn't allow me to go through all the years that everybody else would normally go through in that, in that situation. I don't start out as, you know, the, the uh, what was Harry like 10 or 12 or something like that? Actually, I don't uh, know. He's no. pretty young. Yeah. He starts out like, like, I think he's younger. I think it's like eight, eight or something. Forgive me, Ho- Hogwarts fans. I don't know the answer to this. Please put it in the, uh, please comment on that down below. um, but it's like it's like some people are annoyed, and and I mean some, as in like a very small amount, are annoyed that they don't get to start in the you know in the first year, and move through the entire school course, the a, and you know they they wanted they wanted that experience and, and and part of me says yeah but I mean aren't you just signing yourself up for like a a five thousand hour game yeah. over the course of several <laughs> do years? Do they want to sit down and do the math homework? yeah it's like it's so i think i think there's that and that was a fear i think some people were kind of worried about or talking about um but we can now look at this now and say that that is pretty unfounded like it's not uh, it's not an unfounded fear obviously the fear was there but it's like i don't think we have to worry about that i'm not sure what
1: the what's the fear you're talking about like we don't know what the story you know how what the story is necessarily the, the, going to entail. The missing,
0: but... the missing of the traditional story path that Harry Potter himself took. R- okay, yeah, that's what they're afraid of missing out on. Well, I mean, and I, I can say that I, I can say that I think that most everybody didn't see that, and that that concern, which was there uh, a few years ago, I remember people talking about this. I I, I haven't seen anybody bring it up. I I, I went through some other, a bunch of the comments. Um, I've been listening to the the. That's not the complaint. There's no complaint about like I want a full Hogwarts experience, going from a young child all the way up to basically adulthood. You know, it's like they don't have that, and that's not that that was originally something that I heard a fair bit a fair bit about uh, in the complaints, like you know, a couple of years ago. But after seeing this trailer and after seeing the the general direction, it seems that that's pretty much non-existent as far well, as a, a I, I don't concern. know how you would
1: do that anyway i mean yeah, in, no, in I, any I, I, game I, in any game you play ever like time is very relative even even if even if you know you have a day night cycle like someone's like meet me tomorrow at noon and then you dick around and you do uh, do side quests for like three in-game months and then you're like oh yeah i gotta meet that person at noon and you know it's three months later, and they're they're waiting for you there at noon, right? Like it, it 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 just you know there's some games that put a limit on that, and it's like yeah, well you know don't make don't make this person wait longer. But those can be, I I I, I mean obviously can't speak for everybody, but you know it seems like when you're time limited stuff is is it it can detract from the from the experience when it's like when when you're going through a game at your own pace and then suddenly you have to you have to do something within a certain span of time and kind of interrupts whatever else you were focusing on um but yeah like how would you do that the other way like how would you expand a game experience over multiple years of attending school um
0: well, you you, you know, just, just literally play through it all. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you'd almost have to have the, multiple
1: games sequentially to do that, because then you leave for one year and then you come back for the next year.
0: Yeah. Are you gonna have the same saying, side
1: quests available? Like like it just doesn't seem like that. Would what work I'm for
0: saying a is that that people that were wanting a full seven long year series based off of like having their character progress, that was an unreasonable, silly thing. That some people were expecting, but it doesn't seem to be a primary issue. So we're kind of yeah. we're kind of dragging this on a little well, bit. Well, okay. More, so so, more so people are past, People
1: are moving past that. Pe- Pe- people, That's good. people
0: are like, this is what what the general reaction seems to be is that this is everything that everybody wanted. The only thing that doesn't seem to be here, the only singular thing that does not seem to be here that was in all the movies was Quidditch, right? That's the only thing that we did not see gameplay for, and it could be that they're holding out on that, and it also could be that that's some kind of like expansion or DLC come down the road, right? Um, and or maybe it'll be the next esports game. Well, I have been saying this forever. Is like I I think that that they have missed out significantly on not making Quidditch be an actual esport game. That they started and created leagues for, that had a, a a certain level of of um on online play. Like that's something that that if they had the money that they were sitting on, you know, all those years ago, I would have said, "Hey, let's make an e sport like Quidditch league," and then you can you can set it up so that it's really easy for people to create their own leagues for, and then you can literally let it play out like. Essentially, a a, a um, you know uh, uh, everything from minor leagues all the way up to majors, and you can throw money at the whole like at the rewards, at the esports, at the big tournaments, stuff like that. And I think that they would have been able to keep that alive for a really long time. Re- like I really think that this I, is a, yeah. a really good idea. I but you they never that moved on time.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying that a long time ago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, because Quidditch is one of the most exciting things in it's one of the most exciting sports I've seen portrayed on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And my only complaint in the latter years of the show is that there wasn't enough focus on it because again, I, I think that Quidditch is one of those things that now, yes, I know that Quidditch is a real sport that people actually get together and perform in fields. However, there is a little bit of something missing there when I see people doing Quidditch out in the field. And I think it's one of these sports that I don't think it belongs in the real world. I think it belongs in in, in the digital world and that we can move towards that, mm-hmm. you know, longer and longer. Not and until I think we actually I, invent hover brooms.
1: Yeah, I don't think,
0: it's phys- I don't think the physicality of it's going to work until, until, I mean, I don't even think even with hover brooms. It would be a great VR sport. Uh,
1: yes, I was going to say that. That would be really cool.
0: Yeah, you're right. Probably would be an amazing VR sport. I, I still think that it would be uh, um, any kind of, any kind, like first person, third person, I think any kind of variation of it, if done correctly, and done in a very, like, with a really, like, hyper smooth engine, and I mean, I've seen what they can do with the, uh, um, you know, with some of the online sports games that, that are already out there, everything from, you know, Rocket, uh, Rocket League to um, Soccer. It's like, I know that they could do a really good job of this. And I mm-hmm. and I know that they could have really opened the door and expanded to it. So that's something just, that's just the don't, one don't complaint. Don't sell the rights to EA, please. Please, yeah, for the love of God, don't. don't sell the rights to EA. But that is the one thing, the one thing that I saw was lacking in it. Everything else was there, from growing your own, um, you know, go, growing and creating your own, like, uh, um, stuff for potions, to character involvement with some big some some of the characters that we remember from the movies obviously new characters that weren't in the movies Uh most of them um companion characters this game looks freaking amazing the spells the combos the the generalized combat Mm -hmm. it all looks really sharp and it looks really good and it plays out like the movie is it is it exactly what your cup of tea might be for a game? No, I think it's it's stylized into the form of that, right? Like the you might think the combat is a little a little weird for RPGs, right? It it's not as um wow. you know, it's not as strategic as you know, say say Baldur's Gate 3. It's not as fast as, you know, some FPS games that are out there. So, you know, is it really that exciting? And obviously, that that's gonna the combat is obviously a stylistic choice at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. Overall, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing that this game has is literally offering everything that was on everybody's list. Like they had a list of like, what is your wish for a you know really big expansive RPG, you know Harry Potter universe game? Name your things, and then everybody put their their things down. And out of the top like 100 things, they got basically everything.
1: I'm so excited for the character creator.
0: And Moony, your mic is muted. Oh, oh she's coming through. Or oh. or my head? No, my headset's dead. Your headset's so dead. Sorry. Yep, my headset's dead. Uh, yeah, go go ahead, Moon
1: yeah no uh one of my one of my things that i'm super excited for is the character creator because it's like who wouldn't want to insert themselves into a magical world yeah yeah so (laughs) so so, (laughs) I, I I I
0: i suddenly heard moon talking downstairs but i couldn't hear her up here on my headset and I'm like oh no I can't hear you your <laughs> mic must have died you must have muted yourself and then I realized oh wait no I can't hear literally anything mm-hmm. so I see I see Ash's thing blinking here and yeah okay great <laughs> love, these, love these headphones they're just great mm-hmm. Oh, so great. yeah so
1: anyway very detailed uh, character creator which I looks like I mean I know that's something that you both would love, um, uh-huh. would love in any game
0: I spend so much time in there
1: and uh, yeah, the, the RPG mechanics look pretty deep. Uh, lots of different type, types of things to craft. You can, you know, uh, there's magical beasts you can tame. There's all kinds of, there, there, there's even uh, a type of base building system built in. There's an area that you can build and customize. Um, so yeah, lots, lots in here. And I, I do, I, again, it's one of these things we will have to play, we'll have to play to to see how it works. You mentioned the combat earlier, Simon, uh, combat. I mean, like, I, I don't know how exciting or interesting the combat will be. Again, we have to play it, but, uh, I mean, it's very combat heavy compared to say the the actual Harry Potter books or movies. Obviously it's not, you know, there isn't combat happening all the time. So it's been gamified in that way. Um, but I mean, yeah, it definitely looks very promising. Of course, don't run out there and, uh, pre-order, but, uh, yeah, do keep your eye on it. If you're looking for a deep RPG and we there's been a has been a bit of a drought for those lately. Um It's
0: been very dry. <laughs> it's been very, very dry. Um yeah, since uh It's as dry as the deserts on crap I can't remember. Krakus? No wait. Yes, Krakis.
1: <laughs> yeah. But since Kingdom Come Deliverance it's it's been a it's been a bit of a drought in my opinion, uh, you know maybe there's there's maybe been one or two here or there but uh, as far as AAA, um, yeah, uh, so Tara kay has got some opinions in the live chat here says uh, Hogwarts Legacy looks extremely good and I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan but it's one of the top games on my radar right now. Uh, same, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan although, like uh, my wife has just started reading. All the books with the kids. And I've been so good. Yeah, I've been listening here and there as she's reading with them and uh um yeah, I can definitely see why the books are very popular. I mean the, the world is incredibly creative. Very detailed.
0: And uh, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, I, I feel I feel so bad it's pronounced Arrakis. That is the planet Dune, in case you were wondering. Oh, yeah yes. Dry. the spice yes spice. the spice we've been talking a lot of, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about dune recently of <laughs> and game and all the stuff coming out soon
1: Like so i just wanted to look at pictures of dune cat
0: <laughs> um yeah,
1: terror also says i'm betting quidditch would be a dlc and you'd have a Health and safety.
0: Health and safety would have a field day, pun intended, with real Quidditch with kids on flying brooms. <laughs> yeah,
1: you'd have to do it in some <laughs> kind of an arena where everything's padded, and it, it would still be a disaster. But no, no,
0: <laughs> you could never do that because you can't. You can't. It doesn't matter how padded it is. If you fall wrong, you die. Yep. Like, well, they'd have. I don't know.
1: <laughs> if we've got flying brooms, I'm sure you can have hover fields that like prevent you from hitting the ground but uh anyway obviously this is all very far-fetched but yeah it's definitely a definitely a sport that belongs that's that's more more realized in video games for sure anyway of course we've got to talk briefly about the other aspect of this which is of course uh the evilness of the harry potter creator um we're not going to so much talk about that but we now have hypocritical game journalists whining about how much of a moral dilemma this is about whether or not they should support this game. I don't don't know how to... Even Paul Tassi over at Forbes, which I was disappointed in because I've appreciated his articles a lot in the past as having rather level-headed takes, but now he's, he's like, I don't know how to feel... His article's literally called I Don't Know How to Feel about Hogwarts Legacy because of all the... A controversy with j k Rowling here's the thing yeah
0: and uh, until until they start until they start pulling their support completely from every game and every media agency that is in some way owned or is somehow connected to uh countries that brutally murder their own citizens um i i they they can they can w uh yeah they
1: they they can bite my
0: shiny metal ass. Yeah, to quote <laughs> I was trying. Robot. I was trying to find a um, proper way to say that. But yeah, that's that's basically. There's, there's it. no beating.
1: There's, there's no beating uh, the elegance and eloquence of of uh, Bender's phraseology. Mm-hmm. But here, yeah, exactly. Is it a moral dilemma whether or not we should support Star Wars or or Marvel stuff owned by Disney? Who uh, you know, I mean, even if the, the you know, even if we ignore the uh, the beliefs of Walt Disney himself, but you know, even what they're what they're doing in the modern day and, you know, how they how they basically they they are associated and, and support quite some very, very, very sketchy things. Um you know, in China and elsewhere. And, you know, so is that a moral dilemma? What about, uh, this is, and I'll, I'll, uh, Paul Tassi even, even mentioned this in his, in his article. Uh, he was like, am I, am I still allowed to, uh, enjoy Firefly? Even though I know how terribly, how terribly creator <sighs> Joss Whedon has treated women? Um, you know, that's what a big thing. Like, if there was a firefly game would that would there still would there be the same amount of scrutiny and uh would there be the same amount of a moral dilemma with whether or not they should support that? I don't know, but I do find it rather interesting that all of a sudden it's a moral instead of just outright saying no, this is evil and nobody should support it because Harry Potter is so big, and so many people love it, including these journalists that many of whom grew up with it, and because their outlets can make a ton of money supporting it. Suddenly, it's an extremely complex and nuanced issue. Yeah. Uh All of a sudden, whereas everything up till now has been so cut and dried. It's like, yeah, oh, this person, uh, this person made a shady tweet 10 years ago. So, you know, if you, so cancel their game and, and, you know, they should be shunned from polite society. But now all of a sudden, because it's because it's Harry Potter. It's. Suddenly, we've got to approach this with nuance and complexity. And it's not, I've been picking on Paul Tassi, but it's it's, it's more, th- like, there's a lot of, there's many articles
0: out, out yeah, there well, there's, about there's this Yeah, There's right lots now. of people saying that, you know, if you play this at all, somebody someday will look at your play history and will judge you for what you chose to play. I I'm like, I don't think threatening people is the way to win people over. Like, if you want to win hearts and minds on on key issues that that you know you believe in, like probably threatening people is probably not the way to go. I mean, I'm just I'm just assuming that that's you know an unhealthy
1: thing. They they could say they'd probably say, well, it's not a threat; it's just a warning. But I mean, still, like, the more you tell somebody what um, to do, the less likely they are to do it. (laughs)
0: Uh, no, I, I, I'm quite serious. Uh, uh, I was, uh, I was reassured that no, 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 this is a threat. It's not a warning. It's a legitimate threat. Well, I don't give. I mean,
1: that's this is so stupid.
0: Yes, plus, stupid there's, there's, is a word. Because
1: I mean, there's also, again, let's carry this to its logical conclusion. If you don't, if you don't separate the art from the artist. And, you know, your participation in, you know, engaging or consuming a particular piece of art means that you support the views of its creator. Then um, we can just say goodbye to all of pop culture, all of classical culture. You know what? Let's just art should just be abandoned completely because there is yeah. no way to sustain At that. that point. Yeah, right. because I
0: mean, you can. You I mean, every single artist in the, well, every single person in history is has failed in in one way or the other. Yeah, you know, nobody's perfect. There's this old term. I don't know if you've heard it, but nobody's perfect. You know, and, <laughs> and you know, it it was never a uh, crutch, as much as it was a, um, a for people that I knew, an attempt at like trying to find a way to be better because it's like nobody's perfect but you know we could sure try to like improve that somehow but you'd have to look at the entire history of of um of humans essentially and you could find somebody something to blame them for in some way shape or form every single one of them and every single one of them you'd have to throw out all of human history so it's like well exactly we could do that or we can let you know especially people that are dead we can learn from what they did said and thought and then we can separate the good from the bad and we can make a comment on it but still appreciate the the artistry that was there you know to an extent that that the situation warrants obviously you know there's there's some artists that i value you know more than others by a significant margin and yeah but it's like it's like each scenario is something that you look at independently not you know brushing everything with the same brush plus you realize
1: like i it's kind of like how we've got these hollywood celebrities nowadays weighing in on all of the important issues of the day because they believe they need they believe they have a platform and they need to have a
0: voice and yet people who fly around in private jets and lecture everybody else about you know their co2 consumption environmental (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like
1: just get a Tesla. It's like, it's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I,
0: I really, I really do worry. Uh, I worry a lot about the environment. I, I've ranted a lot on uh, on the Discord, like privately, about like the problems that we have with the oceans, and it is a very serious, very serious thing. And yet, it's like you look at like the um, some of the beauty products that are used by like Hollywood elites. Some of them having like containing like majority like microplastics stuff like that, and they go through entire bottles every single day. Well, not every single day, but like every single week, oh, they're, they're going through bottles and bottles of this stuff. It's like I can guarantee you, your plastic uh, consumption is way higher than anybody else that I know. Uh-huh. Right. But besides the hypocrisy
1: aspect of it, there's also the the realization that these people are not experts. On the things they're talking about, just because they're famous, right? And yeah. yet, people uh-huh. listen to them about stuff because they're famous. But yeah, the creator of a piece of art you like, or an actor that portray—I don't—I have no moral moral dilemma with whether or not to support Hogwarts Legacy. I will support it or not based on whether or not it's a good game. And the reason I have no dilemma there is because that is how I approach every other game or piece of media that I uh, consume or partake in. There are shows that I've watched where that I've really liked and I've really liked a certain actor and then I find out that actor is a complete asshole or, you know, they, they said something horrific that I abhorrently disagree with. So? They're not my friend. I'm not, you know, it's, it's... I can still appreciate the art they create even if I think they're an idiot in some other area of life, right? That's my stance on it. I don't know and i think you two agree but i just definitely want to hear uh what those of you in the live chat think uh let's see here Tara K says these type of people are worse than the ones they are to crying when it came down to it just expressed a personal opinion and uh etc i'll leave it i'll leave that vague just because you know we do have to kind of play youtube's game here and be careful what
0: we say about this but... Well, it's not because I I don't think our I don't think our concepts are controversial, and we're not picking on anybody. We're just literally advocating for like people to make decisions based off of like you know themselves, and then not allow anybody you know one way or the other to to like it's just, just because you play a game or like a song or like a piece of art from the history. You know, there's lots of people who like um, H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, that guy uh-huh. was crazy, but. Hmm. I don't think a, a sane person would really write the the stuff and the topics that they that they covered. Yeah, like that is a uh, that is a dark universe full of insanity. Yeah, and it's like you can't. I don't think you can just like do that with with a sane mind. And and to that, it's like, all right. So was he a terrible person? Yeah, he was by all records. He was a terrible person. But you know what? What can you do about that? He's dead. It's like. And his art never really covered the terribleness that that he did have. So, do you throw the baby out with bathwater, or do you like take the thing and appreciate it for what it is, and then like say, "And hey, by the way, these things aren't really cool," you know, and kind of go from there. I mean, it's 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 uh, it, it just takes like like I said, individual like responsibility and, and I wish we would advocate for more individual responsibility instead of like you know blood guilt and hunting down other people for things that they can't control it's like huh. you know whatever so um, yeah uh, Terke also says that he believes that the Quidditch will be a DLC um, and I, I, I say yes there's, there's a good chance they could be a good chance that it is in the game and that they're waiting to showcase Quidditch, or, or maybe they're still working on it. Like, maybe yeah, because mm-hmm. it would be complex to engineer. Yeah, because right? it's it's still it's still months away. Yeah, like it's still mm-hmm. like last one quarter away of this year, I think. So. Yeah, it's a long way. It's a long way away. Yeah, and I think I really do think that um, like it's there's no multiplayer in this game. We should probably probably have mentioned that a little earlier. So no multiplayer at all. I really do want to see Quidditch played in multiplayer. I would really love to see that, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it could be that they are, they are working on that. And and maybe that would be something that they would maybe bring out a future point multiplayer. That would be cool either way. Um, Mm -hmm. If we get it sooner rather than later. Great. If we get it with like added functionality later on down the road, I think that's great too. I'm looking forward to both Mm -hmm. either or.
1: All right. We should move on from this. We've, Wow, mm-hmm. we've taken way more time than anticipated on that.
0: But it's so good! I'm so into looking the, forward to it. Weeds.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot to talk about there. But mm-hmm. uh, something else that should be interesting to talk about, well, I think reactions to this have been mixed, at least from the limited uh, limited reactions I've seen. Uh, New Witcher Saga announced from CD Projekt Red so not just a game but uh you know it sounds like a new series of games is coming it's not the witcher 4
0: it no it is th- we've talked about a, this a couple of in times in the
1: sense that it's not like a continuation of geralt's story or a sequel to the witcher 3
0: uh it and, is and again we we've talked about this several times there mm-hmm. is no witcher 4 coming witcher 4 is is not going to be a thing um I suspect it has something to do with the legal decision that they came to uh with the original writer and creator who speaking of of bad writer and creators there's 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 an example for you um but yeah past that uh just generally speaking I I think that the they they've reiterated how many times they're done with his story as him. And I think what they want to get into is they want to get into other aspects of the story, other characters, create more of a variety, give you the ability to maybe even do a character creator at some point in in the saga. And you can't really do that if you're covering one dude's story. So I think what we're going to see is exactly what they've said that we're going to see and that is we're going to see more stories within the Witcher universe but not necessarily following the same like core people group of people that we have been following up to this point and i think that's i think that's valid it doesn't mean that they're never going to show up it just means that there's other stories that you can cover in the witcher universe right
1: and uh, of course the speculation is rampant about what this what's going on here uh in this teaser image you see a medallion that is uh similar to Geralt's very famous wolf medallion but it's not a wolf it looks more like a cat and so uh this has led to speculation. That is,
0: um that is a particular character's uh medallion in the in the in the universe it's not a. it's not it's not Geralt's it's like no
1: it's not I'm saying it's uh so it's it's a cat medallion so of so, of course, some people are wondering, well, does that mean School of the Cat? Siri where carries a cat school medallion. Is the new game going to be based on Ciri? Um, inter- you know, uh, interesting speculation. Of course, others have pointed out it looks like a Lynx, and it really does. And there is something called the School of the Lynx School. Of course, that's from fan fiction. So, unless <laughs> they decided to make uh, some fan fiction
0: about it, canon, then uh, no, it's um, yeah. There's there's a uh, I, I should have I should have looked a little bit more into this. So this, um, I was told that it it was a it is a particular character's pin to which we know that the was one of the lesser like main characters in the last series that and that okay. could be it could be meaning that the game is going to be taking place in that location or is going to involve that character. I can't remember the character who it was, but yeah, if anyone yes, knows it's, uh, it's an actual it's an actual character within the existing universe already. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, if anyone knows what Saib's talking about there, let us know in the live chat or if you're listening after the fact, type a comment down below. Love to hear those as well. Uh, but Uh, And I think we have, uh, you know, when somebody posted about this in our content requests channel on the Discord, which, by the way, uh, another thing you can do on the Discord, tell us about topics you want us to talk about on this show or make videos about, uh, you know, somebody responded with a yawn emoji, and I kind of understand that, uh, that sentiment.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, enthusiasm. The apprehension.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's even apprehension, but just kind of apathy toward CD Projekt Red at this point, I can totally understand. Doesn't mean I'm going huh. to ignore this game, whatever it's... And I mean, this is still, I mean, it's going to be a ways off. It's it's in development, but they're, this is the first teaser uh, from a company that is notorious... For talking about stuff way in advance. Now, I I hope they've changed that, uh, changed their approach on that. Maybe it's a little closer than, you know. Hopefully, it's not like seven years off, like when we got the first teaser of Cyberpunk.
0: Uh-huh. But well, I th- I think so, and I think one of the things that we can see in this is that they've changed their engine. The the red engine is no longer going to be the primary engine going forward instead now they're moving to um epic's engine
1: yeah yeah so, unreal unreal 5 is is going to be the, the yeah. new engine they use now what's the significance of that cyber like from pretty
0: a- pretty pretty big i mean this is this is kind of huge um we can say that a lot of the issues that that plagued cdpr with the 7 years of of working on cyberpunk was constantly coming back to remake the engine to add add cool things so that we can do this and we could do that because we saw somebody put this in the video game last week. So obviously we need to put it in this video game. And they had so much of that, that it was crippling to them. Absolutely crippling. to them. As far as like progress and advancement and, and making things work and all that kind of stuff was we, they really ran into a wall with that over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. <clears throat> and that's not a good thing. In any way, shape, or form, that is not a good thing. So You do not want to be hitting the wall over and over and over again like that. That is just, I mean, that is just extremely unhealthy. And so I think what we can see with this is that they're trying to increase speed. Because one of the th- things that they had to do is whenever they brought somebody on at the company, they had to train them for months and months on how to actually work with this red engine. Because right. it, it, it was difficult to use. By by all um, by all accounts, it was very difficult to use, and I think one of the things that when we look at uh, another story that we're going to get into very quickly here, Bethesda, is that Bethesda's engine is very easy to use. It's very easy to mod. Um, in 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 Skyrim and Fallout, you have these like real time head tracking, um, first person perspective things, which is not the first person perspective that's in every other fps game out there these first person perspective things are are truly next generation you have hair you have limitation on how you can turn because of where your body is and your neck and all this stuff and it's actually built it is actually built out of technology that was used to uh map um uh head movement in vr games and that's how and and they have uh, vr versions of these mods and this is the really next generation. And the first person when when I'm using this doesn't bother me nearly as much as the regular first person goes, because as, as I pointed out before, a lot of times the, the when you're in first person in most of the games that you're, you're in first person in, you're not looking at an actual 3D model. You're not aiming down the scopes of an actual 3D gun. In the vast majority of these games, you're looking and you're looking down the sights of a two dimensional weapon that is being made to look like it's 3d or a 3d weapon that's compressed into a 2d plane so that you're looking at it like that that's one of the things that really really screws me up in first person is that you what you're seeing in first person in these video games is not real i mean it's not just not real because of the the space of the game but it's just it's just straight out what you're seeing is a is a fabrication you're not seeing, even when you're playing multiple multiplayer games, and you're looking at another character who's, who's 3D, three-dimensional in front of you, what they're seeing is not themselves looking down the barrel of that gun. They have a different thing that is being put over the top of their game that is not being yeah, broadcast. Yeah, it's an overlay the over the top.
1: And, and that's yes, something I noticed it's... with because I, I did a lot of work doing uh, mm-hmm. Machinima in, in uh, say, Fallout 4. And uh, when you when a character's aiming down the sight of their gun, they're not even looking like you look at them in three d even in third person they are not looking through the sight of the gun exactly it's it's uh it a lot of anyway yeah it's 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 kind of whack like you're saying, but anyway
0: uh yeah so yeah so the the so what I was getting at there is that the the general like Oh dear! What was I getting at? <laughs> Went on a really long tangent. Well, something about there. that.
1: Well, the 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 engine. red engine was
0: hard to use. Yeah. So so they they spent so much time retraining people with these with the red engine, trying to get them to be able to learn how to like program and stuff in it. And it it was very difficult because again, um, if you get a programmer who's very adept and who's quick to learn stuff in Red Engine, you're taking two to three months to get them like up to speed conversely if you take them and you put them on on uh, either the bethesda engine or in or the unreal engine you know they're picking that up in half the time or less and there's a you large know, pool of unreal developers already out there exactly can, exactly uh, hire and, from. yeah so this is this is what was one of their big issues it was one of the big problems they had with losing retention every time they lose retention it's not just that you could just call in a new guy do an interview or girl whatever um, and in, and in 20 minutes, you know, you, you've, you, go, okay, well you start tomorrow and then you're, and then they're in there working on that tomorrow and they're helping catch the team up tomorrow. There's none of that. You're, you're waiting months and months and some people just don't get it. And I, and I get that there's some engines that just don't, people just don't click with uh-huh. and in game development, that's really difficult. Right. Yeah. So, so this yeah. could
1: be a, uh, a good sign. That uh, they're switching over to Unreal Engine. However, I, I I definitely understand some you know some of the apathy and apprehension that that we've been talking about, um, as is being mentioned in the chat right now about you know yeah I'm 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 apprehensive about it too. Cyberpunk was a massive uh, letdown. Yeah, Frostbite too. Frostbite was uh and, well I mean and there you go like that's why you had respawn. Respawn switched over to Unreal Engine as well, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I definitely understand the the apprehension. And of course, this is a long way off still. I don't know how long off this will be, but it's it's a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Like they're not teasing this now for a game that's going to be out this year or next year. So unless they've really changed up how they do things, but no, I I don't I don't think that's going to happen. All right, you are listening to the Augmented Reality Podcast, and we love the discussions happening in the live chat. Of course, our live chat is more limited than it once was. We've uh, started up doing this a different way uh, because of scheduling issues. We wanted to keep the podcast at the regular time, which, uh, you know, it goes live uh, uh noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays, right here on Triple S Podcasts and on the audio platforms. But... Um, we wanted to we, we're basically in a position where we were forced to pre-record the podcasts, but we wanted to keep a live chat element and so that's why we do uh, we do it as a in a stage room on our discord server where you know some of our community members can listen in and participate in the live chat so uh yeah uh and that's currently we've got that limited to uh like I said at the beginning uh, our patreon supporters. Uh, channel members, um, channel boosters, etc. So if that's something you're interested in doing, uh, you can check out all of the relevant links in the uh, description below. But even if even if that's not what you're interested in doing, I recommend checking out our Discord server. It's a great community uh, with a, you know, there's a lot of great people that you can uh, talk with, find people to game with, chat about all the stuff you're passionate about, a wide variety of uh, topic rooms where you can talk about Anything from food and and uh pets to the latest games and t v shows and movies and uh what else is there the specific game rooms things like that the memes channel oh yeah the memes room that's right there's uh the moon
0: mooney loves the the uh food in the animal channels too and yes. they're they're fairly lively like these aren't like you know, updated once every, like, no, people, yeah, are, people are talking people have, in there all the time. Are, yeah. Yeah. Daily conversation, day long daily conversations. There's a lot of <laughs> memes in our thing. We're going to have to, we're, we're thinking of doing like some, some more stuff with the memes. So we'll, we'll see.
1: Okay. Right.
0: And, uh, also a
1: creator gallery where you can post your own artwork and stuff you make. You know, we love, we, we love the, the, we love when our community shows us what they work on as well. So, all of that available on the Discord server. All the links to all of the things are in the description below. Okay, uh, just quickly, uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Swan Song. We saw a trailer for it. Don't be confused. Trailer for this came out this week. This is not Bloodlines Two, the uh, highly anticipated. Although I'm not sure how highly anticipated it is anymore. But uh, Vampire, the you know the sequel to Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines which is called Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is still in the works and is still coming at some point in the future. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song is a completely different game. So if you're watching the trailer and think, wow, this looks like crap. Um, well, you know, or or it just doesn't look anything like uh, the trailer we saw before for the <laughs> teaser of, of Bloodlines 2. Such a stinking long title. Why do they have to name things like that? Um, Vampire: The Masquerade, Bloodlines too. Uh, we're talking about a completely different game here. Uh, Swan Song is more of a Telltale style game, as this article points out, where you uh, you engage in it w- with dialogue. The story unfolds. You try you, to
0: you in, you investigate scenes. Yeah, you yeah. Do certain actions. It's very um, Boston. Um, what's that game called? with the robots and
1: the AI? Bot uh, The robots and the, the game with the robots and the AI. That doesn't narrow uh, it down much. Good lord. <laughs> oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The name will come to me. Um, uh, you're talking about like a Quantic Dream game. Uh, anyway, Detroit Become Human. Thank you. Detroit. Yeah, sorry. Good. It's
0: not Boston, it's Detroit. Boston,
1: that that that's oh. threw that me uh, No, not Portal 2.
0: Thanks, Shua. <laughs> <laughs> the, although that's a pretty good that's a pretty good that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> that was Shua. That is uh Cuz it's true, it's true. But no, it's very much like Detroit become human. Very much. Mm-hmm. Um in the sense of like you're not um you're not running around over a huge city so to speak all you know all at once you're mostly like you're going from like kind of hotspot story to hotspot story location um there is some combat there is some stuff like that but it's mostly it seems to be mostly like a puzzling game um it doesn't look like triple a current triple a and we should remember that this isn't. We should no, it's remember not. That
1: this is, that's, that's why this is like yeah.
0: an A, pl- like an A plus or like double A studio at, at most. Now, the, yes, it's a big publisher, but even in the regards of the publisher, uh, Paradox is not massive. They're pretty small. If you're comparing them to uh, you know other big gaming companies out there, mm-hmm. um, and I think that overall, it's a good concept. I, I hope that it finds its audience. I hope that the can improve some of those facial reactions and lip syncing that we saw in the trailer. It was, some of them were pretty bad. Um, and I, and I hope they get that like ironed out and I hope they get that improved, but yeah, interesting yeah. game, not necessarily. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I think some people might not necessarily like it. it, too it much.
1: It's the type. Like, again, if you like that, those uh Quantic dream or telltale style games that are, Less about action, more about interaction with characters and environments, and investigating things, and you know, then then it's probably more your type of game. But yeah, this is not mm. uh, this is not Bloodlines Two. Uh, so if you, it's just when you look at the two, tra- when you look at the old trailer or trailers for Bloodlines Two, and then look at this, it looks like a massive downgrade. And so don't just don't make the mistake of thinking, okay, that this is you know that it's that they've massively downgraded bloodlines too it's that's not that at all so it's a different game completely different I,
0: that is a I, I will not lie that is what i thought it was the first like first 20 seconds that i was watching it i was like yeah i was like oh what the God, crap? they downgraded. <laughs> they downgraded everything this looks terrible this is a what no did they change the whole thing and i was so confused yeah. um but yeah I, I hope that it's good. I really, I really do because it's an it's an underappreciated series. But yeah.
1: Okay, but let's get to talking about uh, Bethesda and Starfield because they put out another uh, Starfield, another Into the Starfield video. Uh, and uh, admittedly, so it's it's Todd Howard and three other people from the studio sitting around talking mm-hmm. about the game, basically, and and then showing some clips and. Pictures and stuff, you know, intercut with it,
0: um, uh, showing a clip, not well, Okay, a clips. a
1: new clip. Is that the only clip of the? Yeah, I guess it is. But they showed yeah. some concept art, and they showed some other, some some images and things. And
0: um, anyway, but I'll say this: they they seem to have learned from the lighting people so far. So far, air quotes, air quotes. So far, they have so far apparently learned from um you know they learn from their modding community on how to like create better lighting because the lighting of the robot did look fantastic it does. absolutely it's on the screen right now uh if you're watching yeah. the video and yeah
1: so this this does look really good and this is a robot npc um
0: it's one of your main companions your yeah. first companion
1: so you know it in the clip that they showed, you walk up and it addresses you as captain. And so I'm
0: I'm really I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that he got the uh, the Fallout Four treatment and that he will refer to us by name, by any name that you put in. Maybe they have like you know instead of having what was it last time a thousand, almost two thousand names. Now that like I'm hoping they got like ten thousand names. I really want him to say like I I really want to walk in and go hello robot and he'll go why hello there master or captain um boogaloo or uh uh SpongeBob squarepants or you know um uh Thomas the tank that like any of those things would just you know make my day
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: uh what's that what's that one song just I'm trying to just find just, that one just song. To
1: have him have the actor read every word that exists and and they can put it all together Anyway, uh, well, if they did a phonetics thing. Then technically, yeah. yeah. Well, and I wonder if they could like. Uh, the
0: Technology is getting closer and closer every it, day.
1: The voice was such that it could potentially be like a computer a computer generated voice, especially for these robot characters. You could probably do mm-hmm. that. You're probably at the point already where you could do that. Anyway, um, well, let's talk about a. a a few of the details that we can glean from this video, they, they they were intentionally vague about a lot of things, but it sounds like what they 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 want they wanted to get across that this is going to be a deeper RPG than mm-hmm. Skyrim or Fallout Four or any of
0: those. Um, they're they're slowly slowly turning on the gas here. Like I mean, really slowly. They are very slowly turning on the gas. Yeah, and good, good. I I I want to see more. 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 But I suppose, yeah, I they're very good. slow
1: right now. Well, and this is uh, yeah. As Shua says uh, going back to their roots, or so they want us to believe. Yes, I think they want us to believe that, and hopefully it's true. I will believe it when I see it, of course. But hopefully that's true. And yeah, as far as them really slowly turning on the gas. Uh, as far as what they're revealing, I think that I think that's good. Personally, because I don't want another Cyberpunk situation. I'm happy with, you know, occasionally thinking about this game for the next few months until it comes out, you know, mm-hmm. at, near the end of this year. And if it's looking really good, maybe I'll get a little hyped for it. But I, I'm, I'm past doing game hype. I'd rather be, like, even Dying Light 2. You know, I watched some of the you know some of the the presentations they put out, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that looks cool," um, definitely a game I'm interested in, but you know didn't think too much about it or how awesome it would be, and was pleasantly surprised, and that's much better than being than getting in there and being let down, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a much much better experience. So yeah, I'm done with the overhyping, but uh, anyway, so yeah, they 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 are. Giving us the impression that they they want to go back to their deep RPG roots, and one of the things they're bringing um, they're bringing in our actual life paths, which uh, you know is something we something that they hyped up for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Of course, not Bethesda, um, but you know CD Project Red. Just to clarify, they hi- see the life paths were very hyped up for CD Project Red and turned out to be to really not impact the game very much at all. Um, so it sounds, sounds like it sounds like Starfield is going to incorporate life paths. And you're going to have different uh, beginnings to the game as depending on which one you choose. And, uh, but from there it'll be very, very open, huge open world, huge open universe. Again, we've heard all of this before. Um and you know they talk about how how expansive it's being it it is and how you know you're talking to nPCs it feels like you're talking to a real person just because of how uh how many options and reactions and mm-hmm. things there are. Yes, that sounds really cool. We have heard it all before I hope it's true i hope you know I hope all of this is true uh and that that it actually feels that way. not going to get hyped though. So uh. I,
0: I think they've learned a lot. I, I I really honestly think that they have learned a lot from the past. And, you know, again, we've talked about how they can't, they cannot say, we're sorry, guys, we really screwed up on that last game. Uh, it was totally our fault. And I, and I hope that, um, you know, I hope that uh, it didn't ruin your week. They can't say those things for legal reasons, but they have said, we really dropped the ball on basically everything with seventy six yeah, we almost you know, nothing we, we
1: didn't screw up,
0: yeah <laughs> and those are very legally legalese right because they have to be and unfortunately that's just that's just the way that American corporatism works and it's annoying mm-hmm. and I don't like it and no nobody likes it like somebody's like stop defending their legalese like I'm not defending their legalese I'm just saying what what it is because some people assume that you know you can't have somebody say oh we're so sorry you know there there are people who make a living in the states by suing corporations by getting them to admit fault for something random Mm -hmm. you know I was reading about a a guy who basically goes to restaurants does an order He does an order, like, convoluted and confusing. And so when they bring him the wrong order, he sues... He goes, I'm so angry about this. The person goes, I'm so sorry. The manager comes out and says, I'm so sorry. And then he goes, ha, you've admitted guilt. I'm suing you. And then he sues them. And he spends years suing these people for these ridiculous payouts. And Because they got an order
1: wrong? Like, what's the max you could sue someone for that? The value of the (laughs) meal? Like...
0: Uh, well apparently there's like you know there's mental stress and there's uh there's uh uh, uh you know n- like long-term uh, uh uh health issues that of can of course yes I, yeah emotional yes, the, damage yes <laughs> emotional damage <laughs> um uh you know mooney and i we we were watching him for we've been watching him for what like two three years And it's like, he's now becoming like, he's like, he's like a super, he's reached super mean at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But but I love that guy. Uh, I love the Uncle George guy too. He's, he's a, they're both hilarious. Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger. Yeah. They're really, really funny and and just love. Anyways, what, what, like, that's, that's the legalese right yeah. that's the problem in which the environment in which we we have to deal with this and it's unfortunate it's stupid i i said again and again it's the dumbest thing that we have to like put up with constantly um and it's not cool right obviously speaking but i really I, i'm saying that i like don't pre-order this game but stay tuned and don't come at it with like this over with an overly negative attitude of like oh well they're just gonna screw this up again no like i don't think i don't think that's the right emphasis to put on it because if say it's your say it's your friend right And your friend like you know he has to borrow your car and you're like sure and then you found out that he not only did he get into a car accident and total the car he also like used it to like put down like put down on a loan and just really messed up. And you had to deal with it for a long time, but you're happy enough to, to stick with him, right. As, As a friend, maybe it's not a friend. Maybe it's like your brother or something like that. It's not good to completely write him off and say, I'm never talking to you again, nor is it right to shrug your shoulders and be like, you know, yeah, sure. I forgive you. Right. Like there's a, there's a happy medium in between those things where it's like, okay, um, I'm going to hold you to a high standard in your apology, in what you're going to like in, in making this up to you, but I'm not, and I'm not going to like completely cut you off either. It's like, if that, in my humble opinion, I'm not saying that everybody has to do this, just saying that in my humble opinion, I think that's the best way to approach this because they've already said, sorry, and they're going to do better. And it's like, again, I wouldn't pre-order. I don't tell anybody to pre-order anything um unless it's literally like the day before to get you know a handful of the bonuses and whatever and you know you're gonna be getting it anyways right it's like Mm -hmm. it's like in those circumstances yeah that makes sense but don't give them money which they sit on for months and they grow interest from that and it's just sitting there (laughs) that's so dumb don't do that um and for i suppose I suppose if, if inflation keeps going up at the at a crazy rate that it has has been, um, I suppose you could maybe make an argument for investing in something now because you're like, Well my sixty dollars ain't gonna be the same three months from now. That's gonna be worth two cents. It's like, mm, maybe you can make an argument for that. But in general, don't pre order. And don't pre-order this stuff because again, we need to see more of this project. We need to see gameplay, we need to see stuff. Um, but this one thing that this kind of does show that I want to highlight once again is that, and we, we, again, we talked about this earlier, the red engine looks like it's dead, but the Bethesda engine is only getting better. And I think it's getting better and I think it's a good thing because what what we need in this industry is we need to balance this thing out between between the big corporate stuff and the stuff that can still stoke and create um specializations right and i think that i think that doing witcher 3 in or sorry i even fell for it doing the next witcher saga in a um in in the new unreal engine is a good call doing starfield in unreal i don't think is the right call and you can or would not can be have... the right
1: call in some alternate universe where they were doing that. Yeah. Cuz obviously they're still they're using the Bethesda's engine still on on Starfield and they're you know there there's always concerns about that because of how
0: buggy some of uh, Bethesda's previous titles have been but 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 you you cannot recreate Skyrim in Unreal Engine. You just can't. It's not doable. You can't have the same level of physics. You can't have the same level of integration with, with um, uh, the world and movement. And now we're seeing more and more about like the building stuff and all that stuff. You can't have that stuff necessarily in the same, you can't have the mods come out like, you know, there's still hundreds and hundreds of mods coming out for, for their previous games. Every week there's hundreds of new mods for all their games. And you you won't. You can't have that with Unreal. If you bring it in and Unreal, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on like 50% of those mods on day one. On day one, you can just look at the entire list of mods that have been created for the previous games, and if it came out on Unreal, you can take half of those and just throw them away. Then ne- those mods are never gonna be. Those types of mods, those similar types of mods, are never gonna show up in this game because it's Unreal and you can't do those things in Unreal. So they're there is a level at which there is this point where we want to kind of maneuver it. And from what I'm hearing from some rumors, this may be beneficial to the gameplay itself. Once we get our hands on it, I can't say too much more on it, but I I'll I'll say that I think that sticking with their engine and improving it the way they they have is a good call because they don't have staff turnover problems at Bethesda, you know, You know, unlike CDPR, which they have mass, they've always had massive turnover. And that's in a way that's actually designed that way. And that's a big problem. But looking back on it like this, I can, I think we can all agree that, that, you know, if you don't have a massive turnover, if you're still working with 95% of the same people that you were making two games ago and you got a really good engine that uh, that everybody could click with and you could and when you do bring on people it, it only takes them a few weeks to get them really going and that's the other good thing there's a lot of modders that have been getting jobs at Bethesda for a while now because they've been able to take the modding experience and go get um, no big no super big names but enough that it it raises eyebrows and goes huh that's a pretty good way of doing it and long ago that's the way that uh, bioware and edmonton were hiring as well they in the Neverwinter Nights engine, they get you to make make a mod or make a little story capsule module. They used to call modules in uh, in in their Neverwinter Nights one uh, game, and that's how you submitted to get into the game. And there were biologists and and just general people, and a lot of young people were getting jobs there just because they spent a couple of weeks learning how to use the engine. They made something, they put it out, and then. Bioware was like, "Wow, nice job. We'll hire you for this." Hmm. So, stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's a it's a long journey uh to get here with the engine that they have and I think they should be keeping it because again it it's going to allow them to do things that they couldn't do in Unreal. All right. By the way, since <laughs> uh Soshua mentioned earlier,
1: uh if they have uh, if they have factions as well as the life paths, mm-hmm. it'll double the choice and impact that Cyberpunk, <laughs> of which uh-huh. you had as Cyberpunk. Right. For sure. And there are factions, and it sounds like you can join and be aligned with different factions. And we were introduced to two new factions uh, Ryujin Industries, which is a big mega corporation. And then we have the Crimson Fleet, which is space pirates, basically. We also. There's the United Colonies, you know, uh, and the Freestar Collective, uh, which were apparently previously revealed, even though I didn't remember either of those. So whatever. Yeah. And All right.
0: Lady Reaver shoe in the chat. You guys are, guys are hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't repeat some of that, but yeah, you guys are hilarious.
1: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, there's lots, there's lots that ha lots
1: happening in the live chat that, uh, you will only be privy to if, uh, if you are if you join the discord server and, uh, you know, uh, pick one of those ways to join in on the uh, live recording session that I mentioned earlier, but, uh, mm-hmm. join up with the discord server. Any- whoops, sorry. Uh, check out the discord server anyway, because, uh, you know, even if, uh, you know, not everyone can, uh, be a financial supporter. We understand that. We don't expect that of everybody. And, uh, we might at, i don't know at, at some point we might you know expand uh, the ability of people to be in the audience for the the recording sessions we're just kind of testing this out first of first of all with our you know dedicated supporters uh but we might make changes in the future join up on the discord server you can uh, you can find the link in the description below um all right so any final thoughts moon mm. which of these games do you are you most looking forward to the harry I, potter i was game. gonna say I'm, I'm guessing hogwarts right yes <laughs> yes because like i played the old uh the first one the harry potter and a philosopher's stone or a sorcerer's stone depending where you are but yeah i played that back on console and it was great right on and i enjoyed the footage yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up the show. Those of you who are listening in the live chat on the Discord server, don't go anywhere. Join us in the post-show hangout room as soon as we're done here and we'll talk for a little while there. Uh, But for everybody else, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate having you, whether you're listening live or after the fact. uh, Please do, if you're listening after the fact. Leave your comments below. Uh, if you appreciated this, if you appreciate this content, uh, consider subscribing here on a triple S podcast or on the triple S league channel, uh, slam the like button on this video and, um, you know, consider checking out our discord server, our Patreon page and all those things linked in the description below. really appreciate that special. Thank you to all of our patrons, channel members, uh, server boosters and all, you know, everyone else who, uh, who contributes in that way. Really appreciate you all very, very much. And also to any anybody who uh, comments, shares this video uh, to help to expand our audience, uh, all of that stuff helps. So, if you appreciate our take on gaming news, um, yeah, consider doing one of those things, and uh, we would really, really appreciate that. But otherwise, we will see you next week at the same time. Uh, the Augmented Reality Podcast goes live on uh, YouTube and on all of the audio platforms. Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturdays, you can listen to Maximum News with Subsidian and Max Derek on the Triple S Podcast's YouTube channel. And we are considering expanding that one to our audio platforms as well. Just got to work out some kinks there. But anyway, on behalf of Cyber and Moontag... This is Ash for the Triple S League, and we will talk to you again very soon.
0: Bye.